All right, welcome back to The Holler. TNHoller.com is where you can find us. As always, we have haulers across the state. Thanks to your support, we really do appreciate it. If you're buying or selling in Middle Tennessee, Elisa Parker is who to do it through. She really supports us, support her to support us. Today we're here for a venting session of sorts. I think by now you've probably seen the headlines. A draft decision was leaked. The Supreme Court is getting set to roll back Roe versus Wade, taking us back to a very dark period, something that I think people have been warning about for a very long time and really should come as no surprise to anybody who's been paying attention. So today we're going to talk to three people who are powerful voices on this topic. Afton Bain, Rep. Gloria Johnson, and Odessa Kelly, who is running for Congress in the 7th District against Rep. Mark Green, who is one of my personal favorites. Every day that he's up there is a day too long. Uh, how are you all today? Let's start with you, Afton. How are you feeling? Well, uh, yeah, a little devastated, but I think uh, in the South, we knew this was coming. And so for those of you that didn't know this was coming, uh, you're not talking to the right people. So that's why we're here today. And uh, yeah, Glory, how are you feeling? Well, um, I'm devastated as well and concerned, concerned about Tennessee women, concerned about Tennessee families, ready to take action. I know that it feels like the walls are, are caving in, but the reality is, as you said, we knew this was coming. We've been trying to let folks know that this was coming and why elections are so important and all of those things. I didn't want it to come to this to, to be there, but we have got to be ready to push back and give everything we have. Saying that women are not equal is unacceptable to me, and I think it's unacceptable to most women in this state and in this nation. Odessa, what was your initial reaction when you first heard about this? And also, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about the pushback that's going to happen today at 5 p.m. I would say I'm frustrated, you know, not devastated. Um, understand the the sentiment, but it's everything that Gloria and Afton just said. You know, I'm sitting here reading on my phone. The articles keep coming out. Uh, what is it going to take for us to stop being so reactionary, you know, and being proactive to a lot of these things? You know, as Gloria said, it goes back to like elections and all the other things that we've been talking about for years and years, because we know that if we give our racist state legislature the opportunity to do things like this, this is exactly what's going to happen. We have to double down. And this is just all the proof that there are those in power who have got to go. I think I'm just more frustrated. It's going to be on us. We can't look to someone else to do it. It's got to be us who's got to like actionably make the change in this moment. There's supposed to be a protest or a rally today at 5 p.m. Gloria, I saw on Midas Touch you called for a full-on strike. I see Patty in our comments calling for it also. Tell me what that means to you and what, what you think people should really do. It's going to take something serious for them to really look at this. And so I think that if women walk off the job and people who support women walk off the job, we can shut it down. And that's what needs to happen. And I know a lot of people say, well, I'm not you know, financially able to do that. And I understand some people won't be able to do it, but I think we can help each other and those who can do it, those who can't. But we, we've got to think about it. We can shut down America's economy if we all get serious about this. And I think we should be calling for uh, Congress to codify abortion rights and voting rights, gay marriage rights, all of these things, because we can see these folks on the opposite side of the aisle want to control, 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 and they want to take away women's rights. And we have to be serious 
We have to show them we are serious. Knoxville, please show up today at five o'clock at the federal courthouse. And we need to start letting people know that this is not okay and that women are equal and that we will fight back. Afton, you have your ear to the ground as well as anybody. Do you think that walk-off strikes, things like that, are things that people have an appetite for? Should we expect that kind of thing? I mean, as someone who's organized multiple demonstrations at the state legislature, and we can't get five people there. So I would love to see a mass mobilization. Mass mobilization really made the mark in some of these Latin American countries that just passed abortion rights. I think if we saw a mass mobilization, it would have a huge impact. I just don't know the feasibility. What I would really like to see right now, um, in terms of what folks can do, and we can talk a little bit about how we got here and what will it look like if Roe is overturned in Tennessee, but it's to support your local abortion orgs. These uh, are funds. These are funding apparatuses that you can donate to that support women locally getting abortions. We have a few in the state of Tennessee and we can drop the link, but these are the people that are closest to the group doing the work already. And I think it's important to note that we we were already in a post-Roe environment in the South. The level of accessibility, I mean, just the egregious behavior from our state legislators, the repressive laws that they've already enacted. And so we've already been dealing with this for a long time. And there's already people on the ground responding to it. Right, and so it's important to point out that if Roe goes away, we have already passed a trigger ban here in Tennessee. We're one of, I think, a little like a dozen or more states that have done this, mostly around the South and Southeast. Abortion would be automatically outlawed in Tennessee if they do overturn Roe. And it would be a felony for a doctor to perform an abortion. After I do want to hear how we got here from you for a second, but but first, Odessa, you know, what does it mean to you if this is real? This is about to be the first period in US history where women and girls have fewer rights and their mothers and grandmothers had. What does that mean to you? As a descendant of enslaved people <laughs> in this country, you know, um, I, I don't think anyone knows better than, you know, what the process of oppression looks like and how we start to condition people to it. That's why there is a responsibility for us to put good people in like federal offices. You know, the syndicate easily, how are we saying, codify this? Because also too, it is their job to think about what are the economic implications of this? You know, some people might be able to strike, but then I know a lot of people, I got cousins right now, they need their check. So it's like they want to make sure that they have the right to stay pro-choice and be on the side of the body and show up for these things. But a strike we all know can go one day to 30 days. Can how do we intentionally be thoughtful about, you know, other people who have a wealth gap? that they can't jump over to do these type of things. And that's the reason why we're supposed to have, you know, the courts and we're supposed to have federal officers and people like that who can intentionally think about those type of issues that might arise. It's important to remember, like, that's by design, you know, having people in lower wage jobs, having people not build up wealth, having people relying on their companies for health care, having no unions, you know, that puts you in a position where in these moments you can't push back. And that's the situation we find ourselves in. And that's all by design. It's all intentional. It's all related. Gloria, most people don't want this to happen. A majority oppose overturning Roe, but too often we see that the majority will is overlooked. Does it even matter that the majority doesn't want to see this happen? Well, here in Tennessee, you're exactly right. No state in the country do more than 30% favor doing away with Roe v. Wade. And so the reality is these extremists in our legislature think that everyone thinks like them because all they do is talk to people at Republican meetings in church. That's it. They are in such a bubble. They don't realize they're in the minority. 
And because they have drawn themselves, these completely safe districts, plus 50-point districts, they can go against even their own folks and still win an election. That is the problem. We have gotten, they are so safe, they only answer to lobbyists and billionaires pushing them in this extreme direction for their own agenda. Our Republican legislators don't care at all, even about their own constituents. We, and because of redistricting and gerrymandering, they have made that safe for them to go so far extreme and not be touched. Afton, one of the things that we're seeing from Republicans right now is they're focused more on the leak than the issue of reversing women's rights. This is Tim Burchett saying, this is a terrible move by left-wing operatives, but it doesn't really matter. We've seen over and over again that they focus on the leak to distract from what really matters, right? Yeah, I mean, the leak doesn't matter. This is a result of a far-right ideological long-term vision building project, right? They have been well-resourced and funding uh, the eradication of abortion for over three decades. The Democrats have had over 49 years to codify Roe versus Wade into federal law and haven't done that. Obama, this is something that he promised to make Roe a law when he was campaigning in 2007. The House currently has passed a version Women's Health Protection Act that would enshrine abortion. Unfortunately, the Senate Republicans blocked the bill that would preserve the right to abortion just this month. So we have a Democratic majority. The Democrats have the House. They have the Senate. We have a Democratic president. Um, if the Democrats do not do anything, I think that's where I would probably call for a mass uprising and women using their labor to really make a statement. Because if you have a Democratic majority, what else are you going to do at this moment in time? I think there's also national calls to expand the Supreme Court from a lot of progressive groups. I absolutely agree with that. I think the Supreme Court is an antiquated institution. And so I think in terms of advocacy, there's a lot of avenues you can um, point your your rage and frustration into at this very moment in time. Right, Odessa, when Republicans rig the game, that's just Republicans doing Republican things. But when Democrats try to do anything to change the rules through legal means, it gets framed as them cheating. What can Democrats do here? Democrats have to do better with their messaging. You know, a lot of this is because you have so many people who claim to be Democrats who ride the fence. When people can't tell the difference between a Republican behavior and Democratic behavior, then we have to take accountability as Democrats of like, where is our value set? Because when we're talking about women's rights, this shouldn't be a Democratic Republican issue or topic. This is about human beings and us having the autonomy to make the best decisions about our lives and our bodies. Abortion rights is something that the Republican throws out to keep you distracted from the other issues that we have going that they truly do have an impact on your life. Prenatal care, you know, the issue that black and brown women die at a higher rate when giving birth as opposed to white women and talking about all those issues who do have a real impact on here in our economy. Why is it so important for a small group of people to want to have control and autonomy over your body in the first place. Two, three weeks ago, had to give every excuse under the sun to keep a person alive who was on death row, yet we turn around and today we're talking about, you know, the same group of people who wanted to kill someone of preserving life. Gloria, is, are we gonna run into the mansion problem again? Is this just gonna be about, you know, we can't get anything done because Manchin's there and possibly a couple of problems in the Senate. And the reality is we've got to push hard on them. And that and that's why I think we need this big national action. I think if enough people do it, I don't think it's gonna last more than two days, quite frankly. But we've got to be strategic about how we do it so as many people can participate as possible. And I know there will be some that can't. But we've also got to hit people here in Tennessee because Governor Lee has no business making my health decisions. Right. The extremist representatives who hate women 
in the legislature have no right having their nose in the exam room of Tennessee families' doctors. And all this yelling they've been doing about, you know, medical freedom and masks, good grief. You're going to force a 14-year-old to carry her rapist baby, her grandfather's baby? It's disgusting. Treating women as second-class citizens, and we have to address it here in Tennessee, and we have to address it nationally. But we cannot let these white men decide what happens in our doctor's office. Afton, what is the end of row going to look like for Tennesseans? So I just want to reiterate to everyone that's watching, please, please tell your networks, your family members, abortion is still legal in Tennessee. You can still get abortions in the state of Tennessee. So clinics that currently provide abortions in Tennessee will be uh, forced to stop providing abortion care and uh, eventually some of them will close altogether. Um, we'll see an end to legal abortion, which we've had for almost 50 years. Poor and marginalized uh, people will be forced to give birth against their will. Um, we'll see massive disinformation campaigns, which you know we're already seeing. And I think most importantly, we'll see the increased criminalization of people seeking abortions and those assisting them. I anticipate lots of bail funds for women seeking abortions, getting caught getting abortions, um, women like myself that plan to travel with women getting arrested. And so, um, and we'll also see increased sur surveillance, policing, and fear. So we are really living in a dystopian reality. I, I tell you, ladies and gents, it's, it's not great. Groups on the ground will continue to provide training in terms of self-managed abortions. And so um, instead of going to a doctor, because we won't have any doctors that, that provide abortions, how do you do it at home? We will continue to support reproductive justice organizations and grassroots, grassroots movements, and we'll continue to figure out how to get abortion pills to people. So the organizing does not stop just because just because Roe is overturned. I think it's important to you know keep in mind that Republicans don't take care of these kids once they're born. You know, they fight against Every program that actually cares for kids like SNAP, like Medicaid expansion, you know, Tennessee's at the bottom in medical bankruptcies, poverty, infant and maternal mortality, the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, this, this pro-life thing is really hypocritical and a misnomer. And one of the quotes that I heard was Republicans try to make abortion illegal. Democrats try to make it unnecessary. Often it's a financial decision. I knew a girl who had an abortion uh, right at 14. She got pregnant at 13. She was the oldest of six other siblings. She had a mother addicted to God knows what, but she was the caretaker in that family. And her mother had men coming in and out their house. And she gladly let the men to come into the house have their way with her because to her, that was the best way for her to keep her family unit together and to keep her mother safe. She ended up having an abortion because as a result of her doing in her best ability as a 13 year old now to keep her family safe. You know, now think about all the stories there and the implications that this have. This girl is now at North Carolina AT&T. And the last thing she wanted to do was add an eighth body to a family is already living in small confines in the projects. So uh, this is also class warfare. And don't let people hide behind the Bible. Far too often, especially in this state, we let people hide their ill and wicked deeds behind the Bible. And that's got to stop too. And we've got to call that out. These are the same people that won't take slavery off the books in Tennessee, get mad when we try to pay people a living wage, get mad when we try to give shelter to people who are out in the cold. Then they come back and want to hide behind the Bible. If we were to take care of all these other issues and uh, isms that we have, then this becomes unnecessary for us to even have this conversation. Now, this is going to affect poor women or low-income women far more than it'll impact wealthy women. Wealthy women and girls 
you know, will be able to take a trip to the states that where it's still legal. And but people who have to keep their job or have, you know, single mothers with multiple children that can't afford childcare. That's who this is going to impact more than anybody else, right? Absolutely. It is another uh, class warfare situation. That's why people who are desperate do desperate things when safe abortion is not available. Setting children up to have pregnancies forced on them. This is an issue of rights. This is a civil rights issue. If women don't have bodily autonomy, they are not equal. This makes women second-class citizens. It says they don't have the ability to make their own health decisions. When Democrats are in charge, when we have age-appropriate sex education, access to birth control, health care for all women, the number drops drastically. And every single one of those things Republican extremists in our legislature refuse to do. Are they really interested in ending abortions, reducing them? Because it doesn't appear they are willing to do a single thing that actually does that. Right. And, and this rollback of rights likely won't stop here. If they get away with this and they figure right. out, OK, we can start doing this. You know, these are lifetime appointments. They have the majority for a while. We've already seen the threats and even Alito's draft to uh, same sex marriage. So, you know, this won't stop until they get stopped. And that's why we really have no choice but to do something drastic to speak up. Give us a hopeful note to end on what can people do and focus on. I know donating to abortion groups, showing up at the rallies. Recent session, when people did show up, the bills they showed up for died. The don't say gay bill died. The pronouns bill died. The abortion bounty bill died. So there, this was the least action I've seen at the session in the four years we've covered it. And even the actions that happened worked. So after, what can you tell us about the actions that people need to take right now? Yeah, keep donating. And I will say that we need to save each other. And so I think I find beauty and solace in collective resistance uh, with all of you and everyone I've met across the state of Tennessee. And I know that we're in this together. And honestly, that gives me a lot of hope because things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. Gloria, take us out of here. What can people focus on? And, you know, just as a final thought for people, and then we'll finish with Odessa. Just take a look at everything that we see happening specifically in Tennessee. Book banning, book burning criminalizing, making it a felony to be homeless. And so taking away uh, women's rights and, and LGBTQ rights, all of these things, look at this as a whole, folks. Where are we headed? And please be cognizant of that. Be scared. Be angry. Odessa, final thoughts from you. You know, and this is no shade. This is just me loving the state of Tennessee. We have to be more responsible with our vote and who we vote for. And that is at every level. We got, you know, today is what the last day for our judicials and our county clerks and understanding how that connects to who you put in your local levels of office, your state levels and your federal levels. You know, I'm running against a person who is very anti-women, you know, and regardless of whether you are Democrat or Republican, I am talking to you as a human being. Be more responsible with who you vote for and put people in office is going to try to, you know, increase the quality of your life. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, everybody out there. Definitely support Odessa's campaign. Gloria's got a campaign also going on. They're coming after her for re-election, so support her too. Keep an eye on Afton's feed for all the various organizations to support. Appreciate you guys coming on. Thank all right. you. Thanks, Bill. Bye. That's three of the uh, most powerful voices in Tennessee. I hope you follow all of them. I'm sure you all are by now. I just want to play. This is an amazing uh, and, and relevant George Carlin clip, a prophecy. Why is it that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Huh? 
Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. <laughs> Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with the fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No, nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no Head Start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. George Carlin, everybody. All right, thanks for joining us. As always, you are the holler, so please amplify and support. Thank you. Tennessee. 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 Tennessee.